everyone. Welcome into the Dynasty Duo podcast. I'm Ray. And I'm Jake. And we are so thrilled that you have joined us for our fifth episode. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about rookie quarterbacks. Are you excited, Jake? I'm very excited. Sweet. Uh, a little bit before we begin, though, a uh, quick COVID-19 update. I hope everyone is doing their part, staying home as much as possible, practicing good social distancing. Uh, Jake, you know, you and I, were doing our part. Uh, we've been recording this podcast remotely for the past few weeks now, and uh, we'll continue to do that until this thing is all over. Um, we do have a little bit of good news. Uh, Sean Payton was officially cleared of the coronavirus, and if I'm not mistaken, weren't a, f- a few NBA players also cleared? Uh, I can't think of any on top of my head, like the exact names, but yes, you are correct that a few have been cleared from it. I thought that's what I saw. So, so, uh, so yes, just continue to do your, do your, your part and, uh, we will get through this together. Uh, again, our thoughts and prayers are, uh, go out to everyone affected. Absolutely. All right, let's jump into the latest news of the week. So some big news came out after we finished our recording our last episode, which was the free agent frenzy episode. Uh, so Todd Gurley, he signs with the Falcons. Do you like that move, Jake? Uh, yeah. You know, ever since they got rid of Freeman, they needed to sign or find another running back to go in his place. And I think Todd Gurley is a perfect fit. I think so too. And you even listed Todd. You even you even listed Atlanta as one of your two options for Todd Gurley to sign. So you you kind of hit the nail right on the head right there. So good good job for you, Jake. Well, it's mainly him for like you know he's always been around the Georgia area. You know he played for the Bulldogs in college. Yeah. So it's basically him returning yeah. home, and I think it was just Absolutely. a good fit for him. I think yeah, not only for the location but also for the offense they like to run. You know, Atlanta likes to likes to throw to the running backs in the in the screen game and out of the backfield. And I think Todd Gurley, we, as we all know, does that exceptionally well. So I, yeah, I agree with you. I think this is a great fit for Todd Gurley there in Atlanta. So I th- I, I do see I do see big things for their offense moving forward. Yeah, I like it. They their offense is stacked. Uh, I think from what I saw, they have eleven starters that were first round picks. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. that's insane. It, it's that it's is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah, their offense should be good next year. I can't so wait watch to watch out. them play. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right, next up we had Melvin Gordon signing with the Broncos. Now, this one was a little bit more of a head scratcher, Jake, but I did hear that he basically took this deal to get revenge on his former team, the Chargers. So as a, as a Bronco, he will now get to play the Chargers twice a year. Well, what do you think about the move? Do you I, like it? I understand it, but me personally, I do not like it. I, I feel like they had the perfect opportunity with Philip Lindsay being the starter yeah. going forward. You know, they just and paid Royce him Freeman. too. And Royce Freeman. But now, how are they going to factor that in with Melvin Gordon? Like, is Gordon going to be the starter? Is he going to be that goal line carrier in place of Freeman? Is Lindsey even going to play? Like, we don't know. It's a running back carousel I, in, with the Broncos right now. What I think happens, I, I think we see a split similar to what we saw at, in L.A. with uh, Gordon and Eckler. I think we see a Gordon and uh, Philip Lindsey split. And I think, unfortunately, Royce Freeman is just going to be the odd man out there. And I, I just don't see him making any kind of fantasy impact at all going forward with Melvin Gordon in town. Uh, that's kind of how I see things shaking out, um, but we'll we'll see what happens. I, I mean, it, it, on one hand, I do like Melvin Gordon with the Broncos because. 
because you know we've talked about it a lot we do like that offense and that just gives uh that just gives drew lock yet another weapon uh we'll, we'll see what they do in the draft as far as receivers go but you know they already have Cortland sutton and a pretty good tight end so i think this just makes this offense that much stronger and I'm, i'll tell you what i'm excited to see melvin gordon play against the chargers again because i think he's gonna be running angry I hope so, man. He's he's been of a fantasy prevalence for the past couple years now. I'd like to see him continue with that with the Broncos. Yeah, for sure. We'll see how things go there. All right, next up we have Eric Ebron signing with the Steelers, and I know you personally hated this one because you're a big Vance McDonald fan. I am. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I also like Eric Ebron as well uh, when he played with the Colts yeah. and the Lions. Uh, you know, I think it, it's it's a good fit for the Steelers if they try to run a two tight end system. I can see that, see them adapting yeah. to that. Uh, okay. Other than that, I don't. There's really not much to say more than that. He's more of a depth at the tight end position. Well, I, personally, I think Ebron comes in and is the instant starter there at tight end. Uh, I know Vance McDonald, they had big they had big hopes for him whenever they traded for him uh, out of San Francisco. Yeah. But uh, I just don't, don't think he's lived up to their expectations, especially in the receiving game. And uh, I think they add a weapon like Ebron just to kind of give Big Ben some more weapons going down the stretch. Because as we, as we both know... Uh, Big Ben is not long for this league, so I think they're trying to capitalize uh, on every opportunity to make another Super Bowl run before Big Ben retires. So that's okay. kind of how I see it. That's kind of how I see it, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right, we have Emmanuel Sanders signing with the Saints. Hate it, love it, or meh? What do you think? I'm going to go with love it. You know, they just added okay. more weapons for Drew Brees to use. You know, you got mm -hmm. Kamara in the backfield. You have your wide receiver one in Thomas making 100 plus catches a year. Now, yep. opposite of him, you have Emmanuel Sanders, who who's up there in age. I know he's like 30 plus years old, right, Raymond? I think that's right. Um, uh, Sanders? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. So he might, be, he might be on the older side, but he's still been very productive with the two teams he's played for. Uh, you know, the Broncos and the Niners for the past couple seasons. He's still yeah. got some tank left to him. And I can see yeah, him being a you're... big contribution for Drew Brees. Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. And you know what this also means? It also means the Saints probably aren't going to go receiver on their first uh, in the first round. At least I wouldn't think so. I guess they still could. But uh, yeah. that just means another receiver might be falling to my Green Bay Packers. Uh, so this will be I think this is great news. <laughs> but no, 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 no. I'm, I'm with you. I, I love Emmanuel Sanders uh, landing there with the Saints. I think it's just similar to Big Ben. I think they're just trying to load Drew Brees up uh, with more weapons and try and make another run at a Super Bowl before their uh, franchise QB uh, uh, retires right. so yeah i love the signing uh, i think emmanuel sanders is going to have another productive year but like you said as far as dynasty is concerned maybe this is a slight uptick but we still don't see emmanuel sanders really uh you know he's not one of those young receivers you really want on your dynasty squad so i would recommend if you're a contender go out and try and trade for emmanuel sanders and when i say contender i mean your top three or four in your league and you're really trying to push for that league title uh, i say go ahead and go out there and try and trade for emmanuel sanders but if you're a rebuild like if you're in the bottom half of the league uh, I, I would recommend maybe going out and try and trade away emmanuel sanders so you can get maybe younger at a few key positions would you agree with that oh yeah absolutely 
Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. So next up, we have Dion Lewis signing with the Giants. I mean, this doesn't really do much for me. You know, the Giants have Saquon Barkley. He's going to be the bell cow. He's going to get the majority of touches. If anything, this just this just gives uh, insurance to to Barkley. I know we saw that uh, Barkley did struggle with some injuries last year. Uh, knock on wood. Hopefully, that won't be the case moving forward. But uh, I, I think this is just a depth move by the Giants. No, absolutely. Uh, Deion Lewis, you know, he's one of those pass-catching running backs. Uh, you know, played with the Patriots a few years ago, then went to the Titans and didn't really have a good career though. Career there. Um, yeah. Like you said, it's a good death move. If Saquon Barkley somehow got hurt again, Deion Lewis would be the one to step up as a good pass-catcher. Uh, you know, another weapon yeah. for Daniel Jones, especially in the backfield. I, I like yep. the signing. I like yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad, especially because I think they got him for pretty cheap. So it's always nice when you can uh, sign one of those cheap veterans to come in and just be depth and a good locker room guy. Right. So, yeah, I don't hate it at all. All right, next up, this is an exciting signing. So PJ Walker, the former XFL star, signs with the Carolina Panthers. So this is uh, actually in uh, correlation to our next piece of news with Cam Newton officially being released. So the quarterback jet chart there now looks like, you look like you have Teddy Bridgewater at the top and then battling for that number two QB position, we have now PJ Walker and Kyle Allen. So. Jake, I know we both love watching PJ Walker play in the XFL. Do you think he makes an impact with the Panthers? Uh, starting out, no. I don't think this season he's going to have too much of an impact. He might battle mm -hmm. Bridgewater for that starting job. But going into the next season, I think Bridgewater will be that starting quarterback. PJ Walker yeah. had a tremendous talent with the XFL. And I see, I can potentially see him like, you know, maybe two or three years down the line. If he decided to go to another team, he would be a good starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, I'm not officially completely 100% sold on Teddy Bridgewater as their long-term starter there. So mm. say something happens with Bridgewater and he starts to struggle for a few games. Well, you have this basically, uh, you know, unofficial MVP of the XFL sitting there on your bench. Who's to say he doesn't come see some playing time this next year? No, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not calling for it by any means. I'm just saying it's a possibility. And it's kind of exciting as, for, for me as a fan. I, honestly, that whole division is going to be exciting to watch on offense at least with the with the Falcons Saints and Carolina and the Bucks with Tom Brady that whole division is going to be so exciting next year it's a very I, I can't wait division I, yes. I want to watch more games in that division for sure yeah I can't wait all right so uh we already said Cam Newton officially released where do you think he goes uh yeah, that's a tough one uh if he does go anywhere I think he's just going to be a backup quarterback Feeling some death. Uh, he's getting up there in age, you know, 30 plus for a quarterback. I just, yeah. I don't really see him starting anywhere else now. Uh, even though he said he wants to get revenge against the Panthers, which was a shocker. Um, yeah, but he's not really gonna get. I mean, you look at the you look at the NFC South, and there's no other spot he can really end up. So yeah. we we won't really see like a Melvin Gordon type move where he signs with a division opponent. Uh, but no. I, honestly, I could see him going to the Chargers. Uh, you know, I know they like Tyrod Taylor there, but do you really think Tyrod Taylor is the answer? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't either. They already have pieces there on defense and on the offensive side. They already have weapons in place. So I think the Chargers could be a nice fit for Cam, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, next, we have Robbie Anderson signing with the Panthers. So the Panthers just keep making all these big moves. Yeah. 
so what do you think, uh, Robbie Anderson? What what does this do to the value of Curtis Samuel and uh, DJ Moore? So DJ Moore is still the expected wide receiver one, in my opinion. Robbie Anderson uh-huh. probably at the two, and then Curtis Samuel moves into that slot role. I think uh-huh. uh, I think Robbie Anderson is basically just going to replace what De- uh, Devin Funches did with him with his time with the Panthers. I don't think he's going to be too much uh, to contribute. Maybe, but I also think Robbie Anderson, as we know, is more of a deep threat. So, uh, like you said, I don't think this hurts DJ Moore at all. He's still the the clear-cut wide receiver one there, and I still love DJ Moore in Dynasty. Yeah. Um, but I do think this maybe hurts Curtis Samuel just a little bit because up until this point, Curtis Samuel was more of that team's deep threat. So I think Robbie Anderson does maybe siphon away some targets from Curtis Samuel. But uh, but we'll see. Hopefully they can uh, in this new Matt Rule system that, that you know bringing in a Big 12 offense. Maybe uh, maybe all three of them could could thrive in that offense. What's yet to be seen. And uh, so just to just to backtrack a little bit. Uh, y- I did mention Kyle Allen is still on the Panthers. He is not on the Panthers anymore, Jake. He was traded to Washington for a fifth-round pick. Oh, what do you think fifth. of that move? Uh, only a fifth. <laughs> well, I'm surprised they traded Kyle Allen and not Cam Newton. So. Well, they probably couldn't find a suitor to take on Cam. Uh, it was probably easier to find a trade partner for Kyle Allen. That's just that's just my opinion. But uh, yeah, for me, this doesn't do much to the the QB depth chart over there in Washington. I think you no. still have uh, Haskins at the at the helm. Um, I know they don't have Case Keenum anymore. Do you know if they still have Alex Smith under contract? I know he's you know had that horrific leg injury a couple years ago or last year, but. Uh, not that I know of. I haven't heard anything recently about Alex Smith. Uh, I haven't either. I would he's assume kind of been he's still on the, the radar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so definitely, I think Kyle Allen is just depth there. I uh, don't think he's gonna, you know, push push Haskins for a starting job or anything like that. I think they still want to see what they have in Dwayne Haskins, yeah. uh, former first round pick. So next up, we have Brashad Perriman going to the Jets. Uh, this doesn't do much for me. I don't like Adam Gase and that Jets offense in general. And uh, Brashad Perriman, you know, he flashed a little bit at the end of the season down there in Tampa Bay. But uh, honestly, that's just a, a much better situation than he's going into now with the Jets. So I, I don't expect much from Brashad Perriman. I, I would not recommend going out and trading for him in your dynasty leagues. What, what do you think, Jake? See, well, now that the Jets don't have Robbie Anderson anymore, do you see Perriman as wide receiver one for them? I see Perriman as more of a deep threat guy. Um, yeah, you know, they still too. have Jamison Crowder, who is going to soak up more of the, you know, underneath targets and everything. Uh, they still do have Lev Bell out of the backfield. Um, so, no, I, I don't really see him coming in there as a number one. I, I see him just coming in there more as a field stretcher, uh, kind of Deshaun Jackson-like player is how I view him. Okay, yeah. Uh, if you see it that way, then, then I agree. He's just more of a filler role. It's kind of yeah. – I like the Jets – I do like the fact that the Jets did sign him, but it's kind of a meh for like Dynasty and all that. Yeah, I don't agreed. think he's going to be too much of an impact. Agreed. This is more of a move that is better for the NFL team than it is a move that's better for your Dynasty value. Is that is how I would see it? Yeah. 
All right. Next up, we have Tyler Eifert going to the Jags. Now, Tyler Eifert, he has been great in the past. He's been a top tight end in the past, but he just can't stay healthy. And I, I just don't really see it changing down there in Jacksonville. Uh, I, you know, I, I wish him the best. You know, we don't wish injuries upon any player, but I, I just don't think it's if it hasn't worked up until this point with the Bengals, uh, I just don't see it working with the Jags. How about you? Yeah, uh, I agree with your point. Uh, historically, you know, tight ends that have been hurt uh, tend to not do well in the coming seasons. Uh, for example, you had Jimmy mm -hmm. Graham that got hurt that one year. Hasn't really been the same. Uh, Jordan Reed with the Redskins, he's always hurt. I just see Tyler yeah. Eifert. He had so much potential, but because of his injuries, that plagues him from having a successful career. Uh, you know, for the Jags, I... It's great that Garner Minshew has another weapon, but I don't think he's yeah. going to be that impact that they think they are that he should be. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. All right, and finally, to wrap up our news of the week, we have Devin Funches coming to my Green Bay Packers. Now, I okay. I, I've been struggling with how I feel about this move because I love Devin Funches. He's a you know he's a former Michigan Wolverine, um, converted tight end. So he's a big guy. He's a big body receiver. Not the fastest in the world, but he can go up and make those contested catches. Um, I think this is very helpful for Aaron Rodgers uh, just to have a a more experienced player come in at the receiver position. I I don't know how his fantasy outlook is going to be next year though. I, I don't think it's a it's that big of a boost going to Green Bay if I'm just being honest because I, I do still see the Packers drafting a speedy guy uh, maybe not in the first round anymore maybe in the second round but I do see them going receiver at some point early in the draft uh, because we just the Packers they just really need an, uh, another explosive playmaker and I don't think Devin Funches is that guy I, I think he he's just more of a possession receiver um, that maybe clear things up a little bit for Devonta Adams, but not as much as like a speed threat would do that I think they need to address in the draft. Is that kind of how you see Devin Funches or do you have like a, a brighter outlook for him in Green Bay? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat with you. Uh, Devin Funches, he's probably going to be wide receiver too for the Packers, I assume, Raymond? Oh, right? yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so obviously Devontae Adams, number one. We do still have Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard showed up pretty big last year. And honestly, I think Devin Funches and Alan Lazard are almost the same player. They're both big body receivers that are more of a possession style. Um... And, of course, we have Marco Esvaldez-Scantling, and as we both know, that didn't really work out for him last year. But anyway, what was your what were your thoughts? Sorry to interrupt you there. Um, yeah, that's fine. So what I was saying was with Funches, if he ends up being the wide receiver too, he can. Uh -huh. I can see him making an impact, like taking away catches from Devontae Adams in the red zone. Uh, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe take away from Aaron Jones. Or is it Aaron Jones? Yeah, it's Aaron Jones. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, he's not going to have the greatest of impact, but I think it's a good sign for the Packers this year alone. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely agree. Definitely. Find another receiver, though. Yeah, definitely a good move for the Packers. I just am not sold on his fantasy value taking a big spike, uh, but that's that's to be seen. Uh, I, I guess it really just depends on what they do in the draft. If they if the Packers say no, Funches is our he's our clear cut number two, and they think they can address other positions like the linebacker position in the draft. Uh, 
then we, we might have a better understanding of how this team views Devin Funches. If they just view him as a depth piece, then maybe they go receiver earlier, like I hope they do, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. All right, so before we jump into our rookie or our incoming rookie quarterbacks, uh, I just want to have this quick disclaimer. So I, I just want to remind everyone there have been a ton of first round busts in the quarterback position. So don't feel like just because they go high in the actual NFL draft, they deserve to be drafted high in your dynasty fantasy draft. Uh, just what, what name us a few quarterback busts, Jake, that have happened in the first round over the fast, last few years or so. Oh, man. Uh, some memorable ones. I remember the Titans. Uh, you know, they got Vince Young that one year. Then Jake yeah. Locker. Uh, yep. Demarcus Russell was obviously one of the biggest busts that I can remember. Oh, yeah. One of the biggest busts of all time. <laughs> Matt Liner, Sam Bradford, Tebow. Uh-huh. Uh, RG3, Ponder. Ponder. Yeah. 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 Uh, Manziel. I know... The our uh, poor guy Paxton Lynch action. was drafted in the in the first round. Yeah. EJ Manuel? Do you remember EJ Manuel? He uh, was a first round pick. Who is that? <laughs> exactly. Buffalo Bills is who drafted him, but uh, that's right. yeah, just not very memorable at all. So, so there's and a ton more. We 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 went back uh, over the past like 15 years and kind of just looked at all the quarterbacks taken in the first round and there are many 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 busts. So, again, just to stretch stress that even though the, if the QB is drafted early, don't think of them as a surefire thing for your dynasty team. Alright, so with that being said, let's go ahead and jump in our consensus number one overall uh, quarterback for this year's draft is, drum roll please, Joe Burrow! I know, shock to everyone. <laughs> Jake, go ahead and let us know, what, were, what was Joe Burrow's stats last year? Well, he completed 76% of his passes, threw Ooh, for 5,600 yards, Ooh, 60 passing touchdowns. God. Did you say 60? 6 0. Oh. That is oh, a lot. Six interceptions. How many interceptions? Only, only six. six. Yep. Oh my gosh. And to top wow. it off, his rushing stats he attempted uh -huh. 115 rushing attempts, ran for 360 mm -hmm. yards and had five rushing touchdowns. Wow. Also, keep in mind for those listening at home, the rushing yards in college is actually, it's, it's, it's when they get sacked, the rushing yards are subtracted from their total. So that 300 plus yards is actually way more when you factor in all the sacks that he took. Right. So, yeah, so impressive stats, very impressive. Uh, so at the combine, unfortunately, we didn't get to see him do any drills, uh, which is fine because when you're the projected number one overall pick, why would you do drills anyway? But uh, he he came in the combine at six six foot three, two hundred twenty one pounds. That's ideal size for your NFL quarterback. So nothing, no red flags there. Uh, I think I saw something about him having small hands, which I saw a hilarious tweet from Joe Burrow. He was like, Oh, well no. I have small hands, didn't realize that. I guess I can never play football again. You know, oh, no. just something hilarious. I love this guy, Jake. He is, in my opinion, he is the only surefire player or only surefire quarterback in this draft. I think every other player has their red flags. Um, and I could see them potentially ending up as one of those first round busts uh, that we saw, you know, just like the names we just mentioned. Yeah. But Joe Burrow, in my opinion, is the first, first sure surefire thing in this draft. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Uh, he's 
he's the for sure only quarterback I see having a tremendous talent and having a great career with any team he lands on. You know, the rest yeah. the rest of the quarterbacks on this list, they're pretty good, but they're on a different tier from Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is tier one quarterback. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. That That is absolutely correct. And just his moxie and his demeanor overall, I just, I love. Honestly, if the Packers could draft him, I would be so oh, happy. Goodness. You want the Packers but, to draft everybody. I know I do. <laughs> But um, I just his his whole cigar smoking thing, walking back into the locker room after winning the championship. I was like, oh my gosh, he's this guy is gonna dominate dominate the league for years to come. I I love him. So let, let's jump into uh, what we like about Joe Joe Burrow. What do you like right. about Joe Burrow? The thing that I like the most. Uh huh. I love everything about him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair assessment. He, fair assessment. He can run. He can pass. Uh -huh. He has great leadership yep. skills, uh, great throwing mechanics. He's just the complete package for quarterback. That's who you want. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, so I, I dug into the film a little bit and uh, just some quick notes that I jotted down uh, for Joe Burrow. He had pinpoint accuracy. He can make all the throws. He has good pocket awareness. He is very mobile, very athletic. He throws well on the run. He makes extremely quick decisions. He's v very good versus the blitz. Uh, I, I watched uh, the Mississippi State game, and literally Mississippi State blitzed him almost every single play, and he still tore up that defense. It was very, very impressive to watch. You very rarely do you see quarterbacks at his age uh, make plays like that. Uh, he, he looked like a seasoned NFL pro last year, and it was it was very impressive to watch in my opinion yeah he's crazy, so man. yeah I, I love him if you can't tell <laughs> <laughs> um so, but so does everyone else so it's not like i'm it's a hot take or anything <laughs> no. um just uh, just you know so we did try and come up with some cons for every players as well as uh the pros so for joe burrow just for me being a little bit nitpicky uh i did see sometimes he does try to make too much happen uh there was one play he was rolling out against vanderbilt and uh he could have just thrown it away but instead he decides to throw it up into traffic trying to make a play you know uh and ends up throwing a pick so that that's just one thing. Another one is we've only seen him really have one year of college production. Um, but again, of course, he was he started out his career in Ohio State and behind all those Ohio State QBs, and then he transferred to LSU. Um, but that does that does kind of knock him because we haven't really seen him play other than this past year. Uh, I think he did start for LSU in 2018 as well. Is that correct, Dick? Uh, yes, but it didn't last long. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and my only other kind of con to him is he has uber talented wide receivers and running backs. So is it them that make Joe Burrow look good or is it Joe Burrow making them look good? I think only time will tell with that. Uh, but as you can tell from my opinion, I think it's Joe Burrow. I think he is a first shot lock at the number one overall pick. Um, we'll just see if the Bengals end up taking him or if someone tries to trade in. Uh, so, uh, so having discussed his pros and cons, where is his ideal NFL fit for you, Jake? So he's the clear number one pick. Uh, yes. Like you said, right now the Cincinnati Bengals they have the current number one pick. I think they should take him, uh, unless yeah. I've also heard that Miami Miami Dolphins trading up for that number one pick. Uh, yeah. You know. I don't think they should do, but you yeah, know, I, I don't. If they're if they're as sold as me on on Joe Burrow, then I I could definitely see it. I could see why. I would like the Bengals to take him. That is my consistent pick right there. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, I would like to see the Bengals take him as well. Uh, <laughs> I, unless they get extreme value, then I could see them trading down to a team like Miami. But we'll see what happens. Uh, I think, honestly, ideal NFL fit. I think he could fit in any offense. Uh, I just think he's he's bulletproof. All right. Anything else to add, Jake? Or you want to move on? Uh, that's it. All right. Our consensus number two overall quarterback. It, it won't be a shock either. It's going to be Tua Tagovailoa. Did I say that right? Uh, yes, you did, Raymond. Okay. So let us know Tua's 2019 stats. All right. So here's Tua's stats. He completed 71% of his passes, threw mm-hmm. for 2,800 yards, 33 <clears throat> passing touchdowns, and three interceptions. So those wow. numbers might look small to you, but that's only because mm-hmm. he got injured in the latter half of the season. So yeah, it's yeah, you know, it's whatever. He had great stats uh, for his first few games that he did play. Uh, for rushing, yeah. he's not as much of a rusher last season. Uh, just 21 attempts for 25 yards, but he did have a couple yeah. of rushing. Now touchdowns keep in mind again that. That when he's sacked, it does distract from detract from that number, so it right. would be a little higher. But yeah, you're correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, in the combine, he of course didn't do any drills because of his hip injury, but he did uh, measure in at six feet tall, exactly, and 217 pounds. Mm. I think that uh, that six foot is really key. Um, you know, we don't really like to see our quarterbacks coming in the NFL who are below six feet. And I feel for those who aren't because I'm not above six feet. So, oh, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I think that's a, that's a pretty good measurable check. Um, what do you like about him? Uh, well, just like Joe Burrow, uh, I think he has the complete offensive package as well. I think he can throw mm-hmm. and he can run my, uh, yeah. the only thing that concerns me about Tua is that injury that he had right so you know going into the nfl with that injury and his like that mindset uh i just yeah it's it's a risky move like you don't want to end up like the next rg3 is what i'm saying uh yeah for sure yeah What, what do you think about him so uh, I'm gonna start out. Uh, so I loved his. These are my pros. He, I loved his timing and short routes. He was very accurate on those routes. He has excellent short ball accuracy. Uh, he has very good reads. Uh, he's, he looks like an, a very intelligent player. Um, he has sneaky mobility. Like you said, he's not much of a rusher, but he does, from what I've saw on film, can escape sacks and can uh, pick up first downs with his legs uh so and he also has just great character from all reports he's just a high character guy uh and that's always good when you're talking leadership and you're talking locker room influence so i love that about him uh now for the cons i do have a little bit more cons on tua than i have on joe burrow uh which is why i said burrow is the only lock at qb in in my opinion um So the cons for Tua, you know, he's very, he's injured quite a bit. You know, he did just dislocate his hip. I don't really know how uh, mobile he'll be coming back from these injuries. Uh, And it does concern me that he had several surgeries on his ankle, uh, you know, his last couple years of college. Uh, You know, are these injuries just something that's going to keep holding him back in his NFL career? Uh, I don't know. Time will tell. Um, He's also a lefty. And before you laugh at me, there, name me another left-handed quarterback in the NFL right now. Ooh. I mean, I don't know any starting, but probably there's somebody on the bench that I'm not thinking of right now. 
Yeah, but see, that's my point. Our left-handed quarterbacks are very rare. And I honestly, I think that's just because that left-handed uh, people are very rare. Uh, so there's probably not much correlation to this. I just think it's an odd fact. It's kind of strange seeing a quarterback throw left-handed. Uh, you know, we play Madden all the time. And whenever you get a left-handed quarterback, I always try and change him to right just because it looks so weird. Well, remember, Mike Vick <laughs> but, was left-handed and he had a great career. Right, and, yeah, and that was going to be my example for one who came out and dominating was Mike Vick, of course. So... Honestly, lefty probably means no, makes no difference at all. Uh, I just kind of put that in there as a joke. <laughs> um, but his other cons, I did see he does hold on to the ball too long. Uh, and that's honestly what ended up getting him hurt this past time was he was rolling out of the pocket, could have thrown it away several, several different times, ended up just hanging on to the ball too long. And unfortunately, just having a freak accident where he got his hip got landed on and uh, very unfortunate. But uh, I, I would say that he needs to work on that. He needs to try and throw uh, the ball away more for sure. Um, also, what I saw on film is his kind of medium and deep accuracy was kind of hit or miss. Like, I saw him make beautiful throws down the sidelines to Devontae Smith or Henry Ruggs or Jerry Judy. Um, and, and then other times I would just see him completely throw it over their heads or throw it into the dirt. Um, and it was kind of just left me scratching my head like, is this guy really as accurate as we think he is? I think he is extremely accurate in the short range, but as far as medium and deep goes, I think he does have some things to work on. And uh, nothing too much that I would say he doesn't you know, deserve to be picked in the top five picks, but uh, it's just something to kind of keep in mind just watching him play. Um, another thing is, I, I think he needs playmakers around him. So I put that as a con because, you know, Alabama was stacked at offense. They had Jerry Judy, they had Henry Ruggs, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, who I absolutely love. I love Waddle more than Ruggs or uh, maybe not Judy, but I love him more than Ruggs for sure. And then Najee Harris out of the out of the backfield. Um, I just think, and, and because he had all these weapons, he was able to use his short accuracy to throw a lot of screen passes and short slant routes and everything that these playmakers would just take, break a few tackles and take to the house. So I, I think he really needs to land in a position where they have playmakers already in place uh, because I just, I see that as more of his game as a more of a West Coast, you know, screen style quarterback than anything. Um, but also watching his tape made me love Najee Harris and Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith for next year. And uh, I just say that again because Tua was just making all these short throws to these playmakers and they were just making things happen on the field. Uh, so, yeah. A anything else that I missed? Do you think that's a pretty accurate assessment or do you... Uh, do you have any arguments against me? No, 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 no arguments here. I think you made a fair assessment of uh, all the details, like the likes and the dislikes he made. Uh, yeah. Now, do you think, how do I put this? Do you think Tua is going to have a successful career in the NFL? That's tough because it's it's really hard to say. And I know at one point I was just like fed up with watching him overthrow a bunch of receivers deep and mid throws. And I, I, I at one point I texted Jake. I was like, I think two is going to be a bust. I'm uh, kind of walking back now. I don't think, you know, I don't 100% think he is going to be a bust. I think the potential is there, though, for him to bust in the NFL when you combine all everything with the injuries and you combine maybe not being the best deep ball thrower um I, I think he's just going to need a lot around him to in order to be successful um but i think he can be successful i really do i, I really do think he could be uh 
Uh, I mean, he has the potential to be even better than Burrow, but I don't think he's going to be better than Burrow. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, I, I could see him having a, a solid NFL career. I just don't think it's going to be the same you would get, same for surefire thing you'd get with Burrow. Is that kind of how you feel about him, or do, or do you think he's just he's just as much of a lock as Joe Burrow is? Uh, So, Joe Burrow has the talent, and Tua has the talent, but I think with Tua, it's a little different. Like you said, he's up. Is that all had all that talent in Alabama? If he ends up yeah. on a team like Miami, that you know they do have weapons, but they're not nearly as right. good as what he had at Alabama. I think I can right. see Tua struggling for the first one or two seasons. I don't yeah. want it to happen, but I, that's just what I think. I agree. Uh, so, quick segue then what ideal NFL fit do you see uh, Tua ending up in? What, what NFL team is your ideal fit? So it really just depends. You know, if the Bengals take Joe Burrow, my next fit for Tua would be Miami and be vice versa. Yeah. If Burrow went to Miami, then I see Tua going to, to uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so for me, I don't, I don't feel like the Dolphins are the best fit for Tua because what you of what you just said, the Dolphins don't have a lot of playmakers on offense there. Now they can draft some, sure, but uh, I would much rather him go to a team like the Bengals who already have playmakers in place or even the Chargers. I would like to see maybe the Chargers trade up and get him. Maybe they trade up over the Dolphins and snag him there before the Dolphins can pick because the, the Chargers, you know, with Austin Eckler, they have Hunter Henry under the franchise tag. They have Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. They're loaded with playmakers, and I think that I think that uh, two of them come in and fit that system perfectly. So I I would love to see him on the Chargers personally. Okay, yeah, and that's a good fit. I I can see that. Okay, and then also, but but keep in mind, I do think that he could still have a fine career with the Dolphins. I just think they're going to have to draft some playmakers around him. Would yeah. be my opinion. Yeah, for sure. All right. Next up, our consensus number three rookie quarterback is Mr. Justin Herbert out of Oregon. So why don't you read me off Mr. Herbert's 2019 stats, Jake? Yeah, sure. So he threw or he completed 67% of his passes, threw for 3,400 yards, 32 passing touchdowns, and six interceptions. On top of that, having 58 rush attempts, 50 rushing yards, and four rushing touchdowns. Okay. And how about his combine? His combine, uh, you know, he's six foot six, 236 pounds, and I listed his 40 time uh, at 468. Say that one more time. Your voice cut out a little bit. Uh, yeah, so let me just reiterate. So he's six foot six, 236 pounds, and he ran a 468 in his 40 yard combine. Wow. So for those who don't know, 6'6", six, six, well, of course, everyone knows that's big. But running a 4.6840 at that big, like, that's that's very fast. He's moving, and you can see that on film. He's very athletic. What what do you like and dislike about him? Well, he's obviously a big quarterback. I like big yeah. quarterbacks. <laughs> he's huge. Be, if he's huge and he's mobile, that, that should be a threat to all defenses out there. That's going to be he's a gonna problem. He's going to be hard to be right. sacked. He's going to be hard to get tackled. Um... The only thing that I don't like about Justin Herbert, and I watched this like throughout the highlights of his career, is that he's really uh -huh. not that clutch in big situations, like in big games. Yeah. He needs a, you know, he had a hard time driving down the field like when it mattered most. Uh, this happened several times throughout his career. I just, if he can pick that up in the NFL, I think he'll be a good quarterback, like have a good career. 
Yeah. Okay. Sure. So uh, just a few quick notes. Uh, my pros, he's very athletic. Like you said, he has wheels. He, as, John, as our friend John would say, he, he is moving when he gets out in the open field. Uh, he has a huge arm, uh, very tall, very big, like you said. Uh, he's good at throwing on the run. He has a pretty good deep ball, but the thing is he has to be protected in order to get that deep ball out. Um, he has a good arm. I think I already said that, sorry. And he, he just is all around. He has great potential. I think Herbert, though, more so than either of the two we just talked about. Herbert might be one of those quarterbacks you kind of sit on the bench, at least for a first few games, maybe even a full season if you can. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, so I think his cons, though, his accuracy is pretty inconsistent when I was watching tape. Uh, he has poor pocket presence. I think that he gets sacked a lot more than he should because he doesn't really seem to feel the blitz coming. Uh, he seems to be his accuracy seems to take a dive whenever he's under pressure. Uh, so that is, you know a key to the defense who watches tape like okay let's just blitz this guy and he's not going to be able to make throws so he really needs to improve on that um sometimes it felt like he was holding on to the ball too long uh he also stares down receivers a lot uh, there's actually this one play in particular i was watching and he was staring down his receiver and the D the db was standing right there in front of the receiver staring him down staring him down he pumps fake once and then he throws it to him anyway and the db of course intercepted oh it it was it made me so it, it just made me like scratch my head because his uh his decision making can be pretty questionable sometimes right um all right anyway so what do you think what do you think his ideal fit would be so my fit for justin herbert is the los angeles chargers you know they just got rid of philip rivers and right now as of right now i think it's uh tyrod taylor is the starting quarterback as of right now i believe raymond that right yeah that's correct it's tyrod taylor yeah so uh like you said uh you know if herbert's one of those guys that sits out a year and learns from uh, another guy i think eventually herbert will take over that starting role maybe next year over tyrod taylor uh where do you have him going raymond yeah, I could see that. I don't hate that at all. I think the only reason I didn't go with the Chargers for his ideal fit uh, is just because their offensive line is not great. And like I said, I think he does struggle under pressure to make accurate throws. So I think if he, if he ends up in uh, L.A., I think he's going to struggle, especially his first year. Okay. Uh, that's why I kind of I had him going to the Colts. I had him kind of sitting behind Phillip Rivers for a year and kind of just like learning the learning the ropes from Phillip. And then, uh, then he gets to play behind a great offensive line there in Indy. Uh, I think that would be great for him. Well, do you think Indy's going to take him with the first-round pick? Um, I think they do. I think that they still do go uh, quarterback early, uh, just because obviously Philip Rivers is not the long-term uh, answer. But I guess you're right. I guess I could see them maybe waiting till next year to draft a QB. But I don't know. We'll see. Okay. All right. Next up at number four, we have Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma. Well, Alabama and then Oklahoma. <laughs> so, Jake, why don't you read us off his 2019 stats? Oh, man, his stats are crazy. All right. Yeah, they are. He completed 70% of his passes, threw for mm -hmm. 3,800 yards, 32 passing touchdowns, and eight interceptions. And then on top of that, he had 230 rush attempts, 1300 yards and 20 rushing touchdowns wow now i don't know about That's you raymond good. but those are running back numbers those are rb1 <laughs> numbers pretty good that is pretty good you that are correct <laughs> yeah 
So, uh, what about his combine? What did he measure in at? What was his 40 and all that? All right, so he's listed as, and his height is six foot one, 222 pounds, and he ran a 4.59 in his 40-yard combine. That is blazing for a quarterback. Yes. All right, what do you like about him? What do you dislike? Well, as I just told you, he can run the ball, so that makes him a very mobile quarterback. I like that uh -huh. he can run out of the pocket, but he also has those mechanics to throw, too. He, he is a solid quarterback in college. Now, the only thing that I don't like about Jalen Hurts is that, mm -hmm. yes, he played for Alabama, right? Like, he played tremendous throughout the year, and then he got overtaken by Tua the following year. Yeah. So, what yeah. for, so for uh, Jalen Hurts, it's his offensive efficiency. He plays good for one year, and then the next year, he's not even the starting quarterback. And then he goes on to transfer to Oklahoma. So, you know, the efficiency, the efficiency isn't there in his college, but I can see him developing a better efficiency in the NFL, uh, especially if he goes to a team that I think that fits him, which is the Detroit Lions. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, Matthew Stafford's getting up there. Uh, I don't think they want to try to re-sign him to another big contract. I can see the Lions maybe taking Hurts uh, third or fourth round maybe, but still producing yeah. first-round talent. Like that, he is good as a quarterback. He's just a little lower on the board for me and uh, for rookie QB tier wise. So I, I want to go. I want to come out and say it. Jalen Hurts, I have as my number three quarterback. I have wow. Joe Burrow one. I have Tua two, and I have Jalen Hurts number three. When I watched his film, I was very impressed. Uh, I, I think he could be the steal of not only the NFL draft but maybe your rookie drafts as well because uh, he's not going to go in the first round in, in the real NFL draft unless someone just completely shocks the entire world because I, I haven't seen a single mock draft where he goes in the first round um but let me let me let me get started before i just uh start completely gushing over this guy so his pros he's athletic as you said he's super fast for four five nine speed um he in my opinion he handled the alabama situation with class uh you know when he got benched for tua he didn't he wasn't one of those qbs who sulks and decides to transfer right away uh he did the right thing he waited it out and played uh very admirable, admirably, I think, and ended up transferring his last year to Oklahoma. Um, let's not forget, last year, early in the year, he was the Heisman favorite, and he ended up finishing second right after Joe Burrow. So, very incredible stats he put up this year. Uh, on tape, he showed good touch and accuracy. He showed that he's a playmaker. He improved as a passer from his time in Alabama to Oklahoma. Now, part of that could be going from the SEC defense to a Big 12. I, I don't know. That probably did factor in a little bit. Um, he's a tough player. I saw him several times lower his shoulder and power through defenders in the run game. Uh, he has the ability to make every throw. Sometimes he doesn't, but he has the ability to make every throw. He's a gamer uh he was down 49 to 14 in the college football playoffs and still playing hard uh you know there was one there was one play when they were down 49 to 14 and he actually ran to the right he scrambled out of a sack and then dove for a touchdown and that's down 49 to 14 what kind of player can you you know i think to me that says something about a player who even when they're losing that bad still has the kind of competitive drive to kind of push them uh i love to see that especially in my quarter quarterback especially as a leader um i saw him 
play pretty big in big games. He led his team back from a huge deficit in the Baylor game, uh, and this is without C.D. Lamb, his best uh, receiving threat. Uh, and they all, and he also led his team to a win against the Big 12 championship in uh, in overtime. Uh, to me, I, I think obviously I just said he's not going to get drafted in the first round, so we're looking at maybe second, third, fourth round. I think this guy could be the next Dak Prescott. I, I think he could be someone who kind of flew under the radar, gets drafted, kind of, not in the first round, but kind of outside the first round that ends up making an impact. Maybe not in the first year he's drafted, but maybe a little later down the road. Um, now, obviously, with all those pros, we, he does come with some cons. Don't hear me wrong. I don't think that I, you know, don't don't think that I think that Hertz is just like this flawless prospect because he's obviously not. Um, he's pretty inconsistent with his accuracy. Uh, he doesn't have the biggest arm, but it is better than Jake Fromm's. I will say that. Um, <laughs> needs to be. He, I feel like he needs to be placed in a system that will be built around an offense or build an offense around him rather. Um, sometimes I do see he does make bad decisions uh, with, with him running the ball. Ball, ball security is an issue. I did see him fumble a few more times than I'd like. Um, his, I, I think, really the the biggest knock against him is his poor performance in the college football playoffs. Uh, I think that 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 last game of his left uh, a sour taste in everyone's mouth, and everyone's forgetting all the good this guy did uh, earlier in the season. And I, I really don't get why a lot of people have Jordan Love, who came out and threw 17 interceptions last year, ahead of Jalen Hurts. I don't get that at all, but that's just me. Um, for me, I'm not going to take one bad game in the college football playoffs where I already said he competed down to the last second. Um, I'm not going to let that ruin my uh, opinion of this guy. Um, I, I don't know if you remember, Jake, uh, Lamar Jackson's last bowl game. I think he threw four interceptions in that game or something crazy like yep. that. So he, he obviously had a terrible last game. And, and, and in my opinion, you just can't let one game ruin the outlook of a prospect. I like Jalen Hurts. I think he could be a steal as I said, the NFL draft and your rookie drafts. Also, quick note, CeeDee Lamb is a monster. <laughs> Watching Jalen Hurts film just really made me love CeeDee Lamb even more. <laughs> okay, okay. So what do, what do you think? You agree? Uh, fair assessment. I think uh, you hit most of the points that I wanted to look at. Uh, you said earlier about, you know, people putting Jordan Love above Hurts, and we'll talk about that later. But Yeah, we'll get to him. Uh, the the reason he's number so I had love at four and I have hurts at five. Uh, the um, reason why hurts was just one below him was because of all the offensive weapons that he had in his time at Alabama and Oklahoma. And if you look at Jordan fair. love, he had no weapons and you know what he put on the field. I'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, I think he put out more uh, for Utah state than Jalen hurts did with for less. Oklahoma with less. Power. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I would disagree with the more because, as we just said, his uh, Jalen Hurts stats were phenomenal this year. Uh, that made him finish second in Heisman. But no, yeah, I do get. What I'm not you're taking saying. away from I, him, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, you know, it's it's not a huge discrepancy of like who's the the top three quarterbacks. Like this is, yeah, it's a long list of quarterbacks that are really good. Yeah. So, I. I don't know about that either. I don't know if they're really good. Like I said, I think only Joe Burrow is the most surefire thing. But, but yeah. Um, anyway, so for me, his. Uh, what do you think about this ideal fit? Uh, for me, what if he ended up in the later round, maybe the third or fourth round, and he got drafted by the Carolina Panthers? 
I I think that would be an excellent landing spot for Jalen Hurts. That way he doesn't have to start right away, um, and then he comes into an offensive system that is already going to be, you know, uh, founded in the Big 12. He's going to come into like a Big 12 style offense, um, and maybe he takes a couple a year or two to develop. And like I said earlier, I don't necessarily see Teddy Bridgewater as the long-term option there in Carolina. So maybe in a couple years we could see Jalen Hurts overtake Bridgewater on the depth chart. Do you like that fit? Do you, do you, could you see something like that happening? Uh, I'm kind of meh about it, uh, only because they just signed P.J. Walker, too, as their backup quarterback. Yeah, and I, I do like P.J. Walker. I, wrong, I love but... Walker, so it's kind of yeah. it's kind of hard to see Hurts going number as a QB3 for the Panthers. I just, yeah. uh, you know, if Bridgewater wasn't there, I would maybe say, yeah, that's a good fit, but I don't see the Panthers taking a quarterback in, like, the third or fourth round only to be third on the depth chart. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, I guess I was just looking at it as what offense would he thrive best in and have the best situation to oh, okay. be the best quarterback he could be. You're you're right. I, this might not happen at all. I, I was just kind of thinking like this would be the ideal scenario for Jalen Hurts in my in my opinion. Oh, then he but. should go to the Patriots then. They're rebuilding anyway. <laughs> Get a new quarterback. I think he's a good fit. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so our number five QB is the aforementioned Jordan Love out of Utah State. Jake, tell us a little bit about his 2019 stats and his combine. Sure. Uh, so for his 2019 stats, he threw for 62% completion, 3,400 pass yards, 20 passing touchdowns, and a shocking 17 interceptions. Yeah, yeah it's pretty bad. Uh, for pretty rushing. Bad rushing at 81 attempts 175 yards and no rushing touchdowns as for his combine also the, the no, no touchdowns is also kind of concerning for me sorry to interrupt you there um but yeah go ahead eh, i mean i don't think the rushing touchdowns is that big of a deal uh you know quarterbacks aren't really supposed to run for touchdowns anyways so I'll, well, but yeah, I'll, but it's, I'll it's a out. nice plus it, it yeah, is a nice it's plus, a nice plus. Yeah, um, especially for for someone who is supposed to be this mobile athletic guy for him to have zero touchdowns in the rushing game. That to me is just a, a red flag. I if you can't tell, I have Jordan fair. Love really low. <laughs> I I do not understand the fascination with him at all, but we'll get to that. You, you go ahead. What was his combine? like? Uh, all right. So uh, for his height, he's six foot four, 224 oh. pounds, and he ran a four seven four 40 yard combine. Which isn't bad for a quarterback, but it's also not that great. Now, if you saw uh, Justin Herbert's combines that we talked about earlier, he's taller, yeah. he's bigger, and he's also faster. So that's obviously yeah. kind of a red flag for love compared to Herbert, which is why he's yeah, lower on I the board. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. What you like about him? Uh, he definitely has leadership. And when I mean leadership, he is he helps drive that offense down the field. He's the one that's making plays. He's making all the audibles. That Utah yeah. State team is built around Jordan Love, even though he doesn't have the talents around him. Like, it, well, he does have talent, but he doesn't have as good as talent as like if you're in the SEC or in the Big Twelve. You know, yeah. so uh, his conference, you know, it's just a, uh, it's just a little down year. Right. The big, the big thing about Jordan Love, his leadership is good, but the thing that I dislike the most is what I talked about earlier: that 17 interceptions. Turnovers, that, yep. I think that is unacceptable. Yep. Uh, but, you know, I just like everything about this guy. Like, I want this guy to be good. I just can't. So, okay. I can see, I can see where you're coming from a little bit. And I can see how 
people like him because I do see the potential. I do. Uh, just a quick. Uh, I think his pros are he's very quick. You can see he has some burst uh, in you know behind the line of scrimmage and when he's running the ball, um, he throws very well on the run. He has a quick release that I was kind of like I, I was trying to like think of how to describe it, but he just, he just sort of like flicks the ball and it's out of his hands. Wow. It's kind of it's a kind of it's a unique release I think. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of Lamar Jackson's release. Um, but he does have a good arm. I can see the loads of potential there uh, because he does look really good sometimes. Uh, and uh, also, uh, did you mention his completion percentage this year? I think it's like 61%. Uh, 62, yes. 62. So pretty bad on the completion percentage. But when I was watching film, he did have a lot of drops by receivers. Uh, so that may be factored into his completion percentage a lot. Um, so, like I said, he did look really good sometimes, but a lot of times he looked really bad. Uh, yeah. So his cons, he's very inaccurate. Uh, I was seeing him way overthrow people who are wide open or throw it in their feet. And it's just like, it's very head scratching because you just think like, okay, I've seen this guy be accurate. I've seen him make touch passes that are very incredible. They're very good throws. And then he comes out and does this. He's just very inconsistent. Uh, he really needs to uh, work on that aspect of his game. And like you mentioned earlier, he does play at Utah State. So he doesn't really have the best competition. Uh, when he did go up against one of those power five schools, it was LSU and it was ugly. Oh it was awful. There was like, I think he threw three interceptions in this game. Um, I don't even think he threw a touchdown. I, I don't I don't remember him throwing a touchdown. Uh, but he, he just got baited by the DBs. Um, he just looked very, very bad. Uh, just the turnovers, way too many turnovers for my liking. Uh, he had some horrible decision makings. I, I, I guess at the end of the day, he is a very, very, very raw prospect. And uh, I, I hear people making Patrick Mahomes comparisons to this guy, and I don't understand that whatsoever. Okay, well, I, mean, I don't see I, that. Oh. Yeah, I, that, exactly. I, I've seen Patrick Mahomes comparisons, and I think the thing about Pat Mahomes coming out, uh, he was kind of knocked for his accuracy too, and he did kind of work on that on the time that Alex Smith was starting over him. Uh, and I think him sitting that full season out really helped Pat Mahomes. And I'm hoping Jordan Love, something like that, happens to him where he doesn't have to start right away and he can just sit behind an established veteran and kind of work on his craft a little bit more. Uh, because if he tries to come out and play right now, the way he looks on film, he's going to get eaten alive by NFL defenses. And that's that's just my opinion. No, fair assessment. I can see it. Um, All right. So where do you see his ideal fit for the NFL? So he... To me, he fits right behind Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers. I think if he got that mentorship from Rodgers, I think he can be a solid quarterback. That's just yeah. Okay, I, I, I don't hate it. Uh, I just got done bashing this guy, and <laughs> but I don't hate it because, like I said, I think he does need time to sit on the bench and learn behind uh, an NFL veteran. So I think that. The Green, excuse me, the Green Bay Packers would be a great spot, and I also think the Pittsburgh Steelers would be a pretty good spot because then you get to sit behind Big Ben. Big Ben, um, the Steelers already said. Sorry about that. The, the Steelers already know that Mason Rudolph is not their option at backup quarterback and the heir apparent to Big Ben. So uh, I could see the Steelers taking a shot on him, um, but I just don't think because all. 
all the mock drafts I've seen up to this date have Jordan Love going in the first round, no. and I don't see either the Packers or the Steelers taking a shot on him in the first round. I don't think any team should take a shot on him in the first round. That's why I'm, I'm really down on this guy as a prospect. Uh, I, I think you can get much better value at any any point in the first round than this guy. If he was if he was being talked about as like a second, third round pick, maybe I'd be more excited about this guy, but going in the first round, and especially uh, I've seen people say he should go to the Colts. Like, no, eh, no, no. Way too early. He's more of like a fourth or fifth round quarterback. Yeah, That's what I, would I would agree with that. So, next up we have Jacob Eason out of Wa Wait, is that right? Yeah, Washington. Jacob Eason out of Washington. So, tell us a little bit about his stats and combine, Jake. Well, before I tell you uh, that, I just want to point out that he was the quarterback for Georgia in 2016, but he transferred to Washington in 2018 and had to sit out one year. So, his only year at Washington was 2019. And for his stats, uh, it says here he threw 64% completion, 3,100 yards, 23 passing touchdowns, and eight interceptions. And then obviously his, uh, his rushing, it doesn't look that great. So I'm not going to list it off. Uh, for his combine stats, sure. he's a big quarterback as well. He's six foot six, 231 pounds. And for his 40 yard combine, he ran a 4.89, which is, eh, it's, I think that's a right about on par of where his height and weight should be. Of what he's yeah, it's not, it's not a bad time. It's not yeah. like blazing speed by any means, but yeah, that's not a bad time. No. Uh, yeah, so what do you think about him, Raymond? So, uh, Jacob Eason, just from the notes I dropped, I jotted down, um, I do have him as my fifth quarterback on the board, just behind Justin Herbert. Um, I think he is pros. He has good accuracy. He has good poise in the pocket. Um, not a big running threat, but he is pretty mobile in the pocket. I did see him uh, avoid a lot of sacks by stepping up into the pocket, kind of moving around behind the line of scrimmage, uh, which I think is big for these more pocket-passing uh, prototype quarterbacks. So, I I did like that about him. Um, also, he has a cannon for an arm. Uh, he was the one quarterback that I was watching on film who literally, I think, threw it 70 yards, and my jo my jaw just dropped. Oh it was it was very impressive. Yeah, I really did like it. Uh, I really did like that about him. Um, as far as his cons are concerned, uh, ball security. I did see him fumble quite a bit. Uh, under pressure, he did tend to sail the balls over receivers' heads. Um, some he did have some poor decisions from time to time uh he did seem to get kind of flustered after picks you know how quarterbacks sometimes after they throw an interception they kind of get in their own heads and uh don't really play as well uh the next series yeah uh that, that's kind of what I saw from him uh, just a few times. Uh, and sometimes he will just chunk it up uh, to receivers and just kind of rely on his receivers to come down with the ball, which uh, sometimes hurts him, uh, especially if he's throwing into double or triple coverage oh sometimes. But but yeah, uh, overall, I, I, I don't mind Jacob Eason. Um, I, I think he's not a bad prospect at all. Um, I like him. I like him much better than Jordan Love. Uh, so... I think for me, an ideal fit would be the Los Angeles Chargers. He could maybe sit there for a few games, maybe a full season behind Tyrod Taylor, and uh, come in and have all those uh, all those weapons available to him. What about you? Where do you see his ideal fit? Uh, it's a tough one. Uh, I wouldn't say ideal fit, but I can see it happening, uh -huh. and that's with the Washington Redskins. But look, listen. Okay. I like Haskins, right? I just don't think uh -huh. he's ready right now. I think yeah. if if the Redskins were to draft Jacob Eason, I think he would be the starter there right away. 
you would have Easton as a starter. Whoa. You have okay. Haskins back up behind him. And then, you know, they just got Kyle Island, but he's probably going to be like way down there in third string. So yeah, we'll just not include him. But yeah. Um, so you really like Jacob Eason? I, I don't dislike him. Okay. But I, okay. I see, cool. I can see what you mean. He does have the talent. I like his arm a lot. Uh, yeah. I'll, you know, I like big quarterbacks too. They're harder to take down. You uh, do have a fascination with bigger quarterbacks, don't I, you? I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing uh, wrong with that's that. That's really about it. I don't have too much to say about him. Uh, I just know that like I, I was a little salty about him transferring uh, from Georgia, so I didn't really care for him too much. <laughs> well, speaking of Georgia, our next our next prospect is Jake Fromm out of Georgia. Why don't you read me his 2019 stats and his combine stats? Oh, this is gonna be fun. Okay. Uh, 61% completion, 2,800 yards, 24 passing touchdowns, five interceptions, and just disregard all of his rushing stats. They do not matter. <laughs> uh, did he have negative? I think he had negative career rushing yards, which is hilarious. Yes, he did. But but th- but that, like you said, that takes him to sack. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm. I, I don't really care for that too much. All right. So for his combine, he's listed as six foot two. 219 pounds and for his 40 he ran a 501 now that's pretty slow for you following for yo's following at home that is pretty slow oh my goodness <laughs> so, so jake i know you're a you're a georgia fan so yes. what do you like about this guy and what do you dislike he is very confident he's one of the most confident quarterbacks you know aside from joe burrow okay. uh yeah he has great passing mechanics especially on the short and medium throws He's not too much of a deep thrower, uh, but he's one of those guys that I would love to see lead a team. And, uh, you know, the, my only okay. gripe with him is, is that speed. That 501, I, I cannot stand seeing the five in a 40 at all. I don't yeah. care what position yeah. you are, that is slow. Uh, that should, that's like, that's lineman speed right there. Yeah, you should not be running as fast as a lineman. Yeah, yeah uh, it's pretty, pretty poor. So for my um, ideal fit, right? I just Wait, before s- we get to that, let me oh. let me just jot down my pros and cons real quick. Yeah, go ahead. So I actually came in and I was very impressed by Jake Fromm. I, I, I came in there thinking that I would I wasn't gonna like his tape. Uh, you know, I, I thought he was just like, you know, not very good, just kind of like maybe an average quarterback. Um, but I actually came in pretty impressed with this guy. Um, I think him and Jalen Hurts uh, definitely were the biggest risers for me throughout this whole process. Uh, they they both very imp- they both impressed me a lot. Jalen Hurts more so, but also Jake Fromm. So his pros, I, I he has a high football IQ. You can tell that he's a very intelligent quarterback. Um, he's a game manager. Doesn't make many mistakes. Uh, he's very accurate short uh, short range. He makes excellent reads. Uh, he's good at throwing on the run. Uh, as you know, as fast as he can run. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's a he's a great locker room guy, um, and he has an excellent Twitter handle. It's at Jake from State From. It is the best thing I've ever seen. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Uh. Um, but uh, the cons for him, uh, he does have pretty poor arm strength. I don't know if you had the chance to look at him throwing at the NFL Combine, but just anytime he tried to make those deep throws, it was a duck, and oh. it ended up nowhere near the receiver. Yeah, don't he has me. very very poor arm strength. Strength. Uh, 
And I think also he can make some pretty bad decisions when under pressure. But as I said earlier, like all these young quarterbacks, uh, all of them are going to make pretty bad decisions under pressure. So I don't I don't knock him too much for that. Uh, I, I think the biggest comp for him, though, is the... Uh, well, one, the, the slow 40 time, but honestly, he's a pocket passer. He's a game manager anyway, so that doesn't knock him too bad for me. The biggest thing is his poor arm strength. I just don't know if he physically can make all the throws that the NFL requires. And that's the biggest thing for me that kind of uh, worries me about his future as an NFL starter. Uh, to me... And I know you might not like this. I, I think Jake Fromm is going to be most likely one of those solid uh, career backup players that comes in when you need him to come in as a spot start, maybe get you a win or two, and then go back to your bench when your regular franchise guy is back healthy. That's kind of how I see Jake Fromm. Mm. Uh, w would you agree with that? I know you I know you like him because you're a Georgia fan and you have kind of a Georgia bias, but w would you kind of agree with that assessment? Do you, or do you think he could actually end up being a, a starter and a fantasy producer one day okay so the way that i see this jake from you know he played all four all three years uh freshman to junior in georgia each year yeah. though you could see the decline so his freshman year was his best year he took him I to know, the championship. I write? and then i, I don't the know next, what that's about i don't know either and it has me concerned uh yeah like you said he doesn't have that great arm talent he can't throw deep and yeah. the way i see it is Yes, you're right. I think he's one of those quarterbacks that could come off the bench and get you a win, but it depends yeah. on the team. Now, for this team, like, I see a team actually starting this guy, right? And that is my New England mm. Patriots. And the reason I say this is because that New England Patriots offensive scheme, they love the short slants and the medium throws. If Jake Fromm yeah. could go there, maybe, you know, learn a thing or two behind Brian Hoyer, who's probably going to be the starter for the Patriots this year, you know, take yeah. a lesson or two from him. Eventually, I can see Jake from helming that uh, QB1 role and, you know, uh, thriving from it. The short throws and the medium throws. He doesn't have to be a deep throw for that offensive system. Yeah, I uh, I would agree with you. I also put the New England Patriots as my ideal fit. I think he needs to go somewhere uh, that, like you said, is more... Uh, consistent with their short throwing and medium throws than they are with their deep throws. Uh, I also think he needs to end up on a team that has a great defense, which the Patriots do, uh, just because he is, like I said, he's a game manager. There's no uh, two ways around it. He's a, he's a game managing quarterback. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I think if he does get an opportunity, uh, I think because like you said, he does have great confidence and he is uh, just very in a very intelligent uh, football player from what we can see um, I think he does may probably make the most of it but I just don't see him ever being more than a backup uh, that comes in occasionally to get you spot wins uh, and I I personally don't see him being a big fantasy producer but that's just me yeah okay uh, all right moving on we have Anthony Gordon out of Washington State what are his stats like dude this guy, like I, I heard nothing about him, and then I went to look at his stats. It, it's crazy. All right, so you, you ready did for this? You have pretty good stats. All yeah, right. I'm ready. Seventy-two percent completion. Woo, that's good. Fifty-five hundred pass yards, forty-eight wow. passing touchdowns, and wow. sixteen interceptions. Whoa, sixteen interceptions is quite a bit. Though. Well, considering how much he's thrown, it's not too much of an issue. But yes, he definitely needs to work on that a bit. 
uh, for his combine stats, you know, he kind of averaged uh, six foot two, 205 pounds, had no uh, combine stats. So don't really know too much about him outside of what he's already played for Washington State, which, by the way, uh, wait, was it Washington State? Yeah. Yeah, Wash yeah, Washington State. Uh, Same one that uh, Gardner Minshew. Minshew came from. Yeah, that's yep. it. That, that was going to be my comparison, uh, him and Minshew. But yep. uh, obviously, they're nothing alike. So, tell me, Raymond, what do you like about Anthony Gordon? So Anthony Gordon, I like that his he has good he has a good arm. He has pretty good accuracy. Uh, he has good movement inside the pocket, and he's great at timing routes. He has good mobility, and he's elusive inside and out of the pocket. Uh, he's just all around a pretty decent athlete. Like I, I came away very impressed by his athleticism. Uh, some cons: he's coming in to the stashes shadow, as I call him. He's coming in under uh, uh, Gardner Minshew's shadow. Everyone's gonna think when they draft this guy they're getting the next Gardner Minshew I don't know if that's necessarily the case but I think that's going to harm him a little bit yeah. uh, may cause him to get drafted a little higher than he probably should um, and also what I saw on film is he can get baited by defensive backs sometimes uh, I did see him make it quite a bit of a questionable decision making and I think the 16 interceptions kind of back up my point there um, but overall, I think he's a pretty solid prospect, uh, and I don't think he's going to be drafted too high to where he would have to come in and make an impact day one. So I think he's going to be put in a situation where he can back up a, the, the entrenched starter and learn a lot from him. Uh, so with that being said, where do you think his best fit is? Ooh, I mean, it's crazy that you have him like, so low, but his stats say otherwise. Uh, so what you said about uh, his best fit, I think he should go to the Colts, learn behind Phillip Rivers, have be behind that great offensive line. I think he could potentially like, if he goes like in the fifth or sixth round, I think that's going to be the steal of the draft. That is my personal oh, belief. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I think his ideal fit is similar to yours. Uh, I went with the Green Bay Packers. I could see him backing up Aaron Rodgers for a couple years, and then. Rodgers has made some interesting comments where he says that he uh, might be retiring soon if you kind of are uh, reading the tea leaves. <laughs> I know, it's it's very scary. But, uh, but yeah, so I could see him coming in there and backing up Aaron Rodgers, maybe getting a starting gig down the line. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, of course, none of these guys – well, I shouldn't say none, but – uh, I, I wouldn't say you're not drafting any of these guys early, are you? These quarterbacks we've talked about so far? Oh, I hope not. Yeah. So uh, I, I would say, when do you think a, a good time is? If we're excluding the top two, so exclude Burrow and Tua, and let's talk about the rest of these we've talked about so far, where sure. would you kind of look for them in a rookie draft? Uh, in, a, in a dynasty draft? Yeah, rookie draft, yeah. Uh, so... The next best one would be Justin Herbert, my third pick. Uh -huh. uh, I would see him probably going closer to around third, maybe early third, mid third round range. Yeah, I I personally would not look at him. I wouldn't look at any of these quarterbacks outside of Tua. Now, we are talking about a one QB league. It's different in two quarterback leagues. Right. Uh, but in a one QB league, I would not look at him until at least the third round, like you said. Right. I could see drafting. I could see drafting Joe Burrow. I could see drafting him early second round. Yep. Maybe, maybe 
No, I no, don't know. I don't I was have gonna any say of them. Maybe in the back round. of the first, nope. but I don't. I don't think so. I agree with you, especially in a one QB league. Yeah, early second is where I would take him and Tua. Uh, probably mid second for Tua for me is yep. how I see it. I see that. All right. Cool. We're in agreement there. So uh, now let's talk a little bit about the rest of the QBs. We've already ran a little long on this episode. Um, so we have the rest of them. We have like Nate Stanley out of Iowa, Cole McDonald out of Hawaii, James Morgan out of FIU, Steven Montez out of Colorado, Shea Patterson out of Michigan, Jake Luton. Luton? Is that how you say that? Yep. Luton out of Oregon State and Brandon Wonebush out of UCF. Out of any of these players that I just listed, uh, which one, and all these are going to be drafted in later rounds, so which one of these players do you see kind of coming in and making an impact? And we'll just be brief on these. Uh, all right, so uh, my pick would be Nate Stanley out of Iowa. Uh, his 2019 uh -huh. stats, you know, not really that great. 60% completion, just under 3,000 yards, 16 touchdowns, and 7 interceptions. Uh, his uh -huh. combine, you know, his uh, stature, he's 6'4", 235 pounds. So he's another big, big quarterback. Guy. He ran a 4.81. Uh, that's your guy. So it's pretty fast <laughs> pretty for good. 40. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't really have too many likes and dislikes with him. But the one key thing that I saw was I think he would be a perfect fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers right behind Ben Roethlisberger. And, uh -huh. you know, this may be a coincidence, but why I thought that is because Iowa has the same color scheme as Pittsburgh. <laughs> And I was like, dude, that's, that, that's it. That's got to be it. That's it. That's, that's it. a match made in heaven. Yeah, uh, that's hilarious. Okay, so your pick is Nate Stanley. Mine would be Cole McDonald out of Hawaii. Now, I don't think he's going to be drafted very early, probably a fifth or sixth rounder, uh, maybe sneak into the fourth. His 2019 stats, he was 326 of 511, so 63.8% completion percentage. He threw for 4,135 yards, 33 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, and added another 383 yards and seven touchdowns on the ground. So his combine, he measured in at six foot three, 215 pounds. So he's a little bit on the skinny side, but still pretty good size for a quarterback. Um, and he ran a 4.58 40-yard dash. So that's actually faster than our guy Jalen Hurts. So he's pretty quick as a quarterback, very athletic. Um, I, I liked his big arm. He's athletic. He throws well on the run. He has a really good deep ball. And if you watch him throw, he just looks like he is throwing it as hard as he can every single oh throw. Goodness. He has really good zip on the ball, and I, I, I just loved his throwing motion. Um, some cons, I would say he has uh, some poor decision-making sometimes. He throws it up into triple coverage, uh, and sometimes he can be inconsistent with his accuracy. Uh, all these things lead him to be a later-round pick. Uh, but I think an ideal fit would be right there in Tampa Bay Buccaneers to back up Tom Brady oh, and man. one day take the mantle. And I think he could run Bruce Arians offense very well if Bruce Arians is still there with his big arm. But we shall see. Uh, I, I like him. He's just another player to keep your eye on. Uh, probably doesn't have the most, the, you know, the best dynasty value. If I was saying, if you're looking at him in a dynasty draft, it's going to be like your fourth or fifth round pick. Uh, you know, those are just shots in the dark anyway at that point. So maybe take a shot on him if you need a quarterback to kind of sit there and develop a little bit. But that's it. That's my take. What do you think? No, I love it. I, I love everything they said about that. I, I'm actually surprised by his stats. I didn't look at him uh, in depth like that. I think he had a yeah, man. Pick. He had he had a really good season at Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's a I think he's a pretty big sleeper, but we'll see.
All right. So now time for our favorite segment. I hope it's yours as well. The Taxi Squad Player of the Week. Jake, who's yours? Well, uh, the Carolina Panthers just added this guy, and that's P.J. Walker. Uh, he oh, is yes. X XFL star quarterback. Uh, -huh. uh, his 2019 stats. This is crazy. So he's only played five games so far, right? Before they canceled the season. Here's what his right. stats look like. He had 65% completion, 1,338 yards, 15 passing good. touchdowns, and four interceptions. Only in five great. games. Uh, yeah, he looked excellent. So, like I said earlier, I think Bridgewater is still the starter for the Panthers. So oh, he's yeah, probably yeah. not going to start this season. But I can see, mm -hmm. like, if Bridgewater gets hurt or if he's starting to struggle, he can come in and prove to himself that he wants to be a starting quarterback whether that's with the Panthers or with a different team in the future. Uh, so, yeah, that's my Taxi Squad Player of the Week, PJ Walker. Yeah, I love it. He was definitely the MVP of the short XFL season. Um, I, I can't wait to see him hopefully get a chance someday in the NFL, whether it be with the Panthers or somewhere else. Um, my Taxi Squad Player of the Week is going to be Malcolm Brown, the running back for the Los Angeles Rams. So he's a little bit older than what I typically choose for my Taxi Squad Player of the Week. I, he's 26. Uh, this will be his sixth season in the NFL. Um, quick uh, stats. He His 2019 stats, he had 69 attempts, 255 yards, uh, and five touchdowns and only two catches. Um, I, I think the main thing I want to point out with Malcolm Brown is the majority of people are jumping on that Darrell Henderson uh, hype train with Todd Gurley leaving town. Uh, but I, I don't think Henderson is going to come out and just be the clear-cut workhorse. I think this is going to be a true timeshare with uh, Henderson and Malcolm Brown. And I think the Rams showed us that they want Malcolm Brown to kind of lead that timeshare because that's what we saw last year we saw Ma Malcolm Brown getting touches before Darrell Henderson so I, I kind of see it shaking out like that and I think Malcolm Brown is going to be the cheaper of the two and you could get similar production with him and Henderson what do you think no I like it uh you know I, I want to ride that Henderson train you know I want him to be the clear starter for the Rams but I yeah. understand what you mean with Malcolm Brown being a taxi squad player. I can see him stepping it up yeah. if Henderson isn't. If, yeah. Or if Henderson is struggling, I can see Malcolm Brown taking a split share of the catches yeah. and the ball running. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Darrell Henderson, too. You know, he's a Memphis player. I got to watch him in person whenever he's playing for the Tigers. Um, I, I love Darrell Henderson. I just think that uh, he's going to cost you way more right now in the Dynasty League than Malcolm Brown would. And I could see very similar production between the two of them next year. That's that's really my only point there. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Good All thing. right. Cool. Well, cool. Well, guys, that was our show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I had a bunch of fun. Did you have fun, Jake? Uh, I'm always having fun, Raymond. <laughs> good all right so just as always just send us your feedback um what are we doing right uh what can we improve on did you like the format of our uh rookie breakdown uh and uh because next week we're breaking down rookie running backs and that is the big one jake i'm very excited to do some rookie running backs <laughs> oh me too very excited yep. <laughs> i can't wait so y'all tune in next week be sure to tune, uh be sure to give us a like and a subscribe um and give us a review don't forget you can follow us at dynasty duo pod on instagram twitter and facebook thank y'all again for listening and we'll see y'all later all right guys see you later